Hello Fly Nation and welcome to the Freestyle Your Life podcast, the one and only podcast inspiring you to live your authentic greatness while teaching you that less is more. I'm your host, Aneste Kallet-Zimmermann, and I'm on my mission to help you to be the hero you were meant to be and to live what you came for in life and in business. Remember, the quest we came here for is to discover our true nature, explore our potential and share it by living. Hello Fly Nation, welcome to today's episode number 36 on the Fly Freestyle Your Life podcast when Anja Grimone, an international expert on successfully navigating change, explores how to quickly bypass obstacles, especially fear that plays into resistance to change and gets in the way of successful transition. We learn how to use fear to move you towards the most authentic expression of who you are. By subscribing to the Fly podcast and referring three friends who might also profit from the tips revealed, you qualify for the I Love the Fly podcast giveaway and you can win amazing prizes. Anja is gifting us with a free admission to the Fear Boosting Bootcamp, her five-week program that teaches people how to use fear as a tool for success. Sign in and subscribe and be sure not to miss this great gift from Anja. On the Freestyle Your Life podcast, I'm providing you with insights and life-changing stories by fantastic experts to share a glimpse of hope for you on your journey. Let's dive right into today's interview with Anja to explore how to use fear to move you towards your most authentic expression of who you are. Have fun with it. My dear listeners and Fly Nation, today Anja Grimoire is with me and she's an international expert on how to successfully navigating change and uh, she's a life coach and she will share the bro program on that and she will um, tell us how fear comes into play and into resistance when we want to change. This is a real big problem, right? Because we all fear the unknown, which is obviously the change. So you're an expert on that, Anja, and um, you have a, a boot camp and a five-week on that. So you will share all that with us just to, to introduce you. So we will learn um, how, you, how you help your clients move to um, uh, challenges and changes and how can we... Uh, yeah, um, welcome the change and the unknown much more than we do, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, that sounds good. Okay, so this is your stage. Please go ahead. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. I'm very yeah. excited. Anytime I can talk about something that will help people live with passion, on purpose, authentically, in flow, if you will. This is such an overused word, but it just feels amazing when we are in that space. So um, I can start with so many different uh, things. Tell me what you feel your listeners would most like to hear, and I'll start then, then we run from there. Well, we both have in common the, the, the topic of uh, authenticity, right? So this is mm -hmm. my special topic here because I really uh, um, had those challenges in my life and that's how we, we come to do what we are doing today, right? So mm -hmm. after our transformation, we, uh, we, we found out what probably we struggled ourselves the most. And that's why to help for my itself, it was to help myself and um, become such an expert, not intendedly to do it as a, as, as a coach, but for myself to heal myself. And uh, that's why we become real top experts in this field because we struggled ourselves first in, in, on that topic, right? So authenticity is, is, is everything with proper hair in, in freestyle life. Freestyle life. Um, it's my own word, creation, yeah, usually comes from sports, it's 
special sort of thoughts and, and activities. And it just means, well, um, notice and observe what feels good, what's good for you, and do more of that and do less of whatever stress you or even makes you ill, like in my case. So that is break free um, from, from whatever sucks and restyle life authentically on own terms. That's what freestyle life is about. Yeah. That's why you fit just perfect into it. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. So, um, I, you know, I, I grew up in Poland in a communist culture in a very, very conservative household where there were so many rules. And I was constantly told what I can do, what I should do, who I should be. Uh, my, my family was very Christian Catholic, so there was those rules and the communist country, there was so, those rules and what you could say, what you could not say. So I grew up being stuffed from every corner in a container of what I needed to be to fit into my culture, my country, my family, my parents' expectations to the point where, where I left the country, actually left the country when I was 21 years old. Um, I had no idea who I was. I kept conforming and doing things just so people would like me, so they would love me, so they would expect me, so to somehow exactly. fit in. Exactly, yes. And it was just pure hell. And I was so shy because I had no idea really who I was. I could not confidently, comfortably interact with anybody before I knew what they wanted from me, what they wanted me to right. be in order to meet their expectations. Right. I was pathologically shy. I literally would like break a sweat before I had to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And one day I uh, overslept or actually I decided not to get out of bed and not to go to the economics lecture. And I was on the bus and I was approached by a woman who asked me if I would be interested in modeling. So mm-hmm. when I finished college, I just with $200 in my pocket, I moved to Paris and I decided to pursue a career because I, I graduated in business It was just one of those things, again, that I did because my parents expected of me to go to college, even though I had no clue what to do. So, hey, business school sounds sounds good. Uh, But when I finished, I just looked at myself. I was like, if I do this, I will die. I just just can't see myself Mm -hmm. sitting in the office pushing papers. So what am I going to do? Wait, modeling, it was a great opportunity. And I pushed myself into it. Shy as I was, but a shy person modeling was hell. But... It forced me to step out of myself, to be seen, to be visible, and to start figuring out what I'm about. Yeah. And you realized you could shine, right? By doing it, by just stepping into it. It was, it was at that point, I, it was just the idea of being seen and and Mm -hmm. stepping out and having the courage to be seen and, and in the process of figuring out what I was about. So I've, I've lived in six different countries. I traveled a lot. I met a lot of people. I encountered different, different aspects of the culture. And slowly but surely, I started um, sort of aligning with this feels good. This doesn't feel good. This resonates. This doesn't resonate. And slowly, slowly, I started kind of figuring out what I'm about. Mm-hmm. But in, in this process, the reoccurring theme was always fear. Mm-hmm. It was like, how do I move beyond this? You know, yeah. it would just come up. Every change, every transition, everything that would happen would generate fear. Yeah. So I became a student. Mm-hmm. I became a student of fear, mm-hmm. and uh, this is where my whole work around fear changed transition. Because every transition, the first thing that happens, fear comes up. If we let it stop us at that point, nothing ever changes. Nothing ever happens. Right. Completely. Yeah. Point. And, and figuring out how to go, how to move to the next step. Mm-hmm. Just adjust this little bit. There's a little bit of echo inside. Uh, your side too? Uh, not much. Okay. I'll adjust it a little bit here. Yeah, that's what I learned. It, it's almost exactly the, the same story, Anja. And um, Fear of the unknown and fear of the unexpected, uh, well, it's normal that this kicks in, right? But Mm -hmm. what we can do about it is uh, to act differently, right? So if we get too afraid of the fear of doing something different or something unusual, 
Um, well, the fear keeps us stuck, right? Like in a prison. We don't move any further beyond the comfort zone. Exactly. And I learned in a process that there are different types of fear, and we live in such a society in which you know, better living through chemistry. If you feel uncomfortable, medicate it, stuff it, do something with it, distract yourself. There is this drive to not feel something that's uncomfortable. Right. But emotions are nothing but, but sources of information. Yeah. If you think about it, your conscious brain processes about four, 40 bits of information per second. Yeah, it's, your, it's, it's, your subconscious, yes. 4 million. So your senses see, hear, feel, perceive everything. How our body knows what's going on without having to take all these details in is by generating emotions. Right. So emotions are simply a reader's digest of what's going on in your environment, and it's an action signal. So fear is nothing different than an action signal. I love that sentence. Uh, please repeat it, Anya. Uh, fear is... Is nothing uh, else. It's an action signal. Reader, yeah, I love the, the sentence with the reader's digest. Is the reader's digest... Of what's going on in your environment. Yeah. And what you need to do. Mm-hmm. That is it. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. So if we try to medicate the fear, move away the fear, stuff it somewhere, transform it into something else or distract ourselves, we're shooting the messenger. And that is so not helpful. Yeah. So the idea is there's three different types of fear. And that's really important also to know which one do we need to interact with how. Yeah. So the first one, your life is in danger. This is automatic. Your body mm-hmm. responds from some kind of um, yeah. hardwired Fight, mm-hmm. flight, you know, yeah. or, or freeze somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever happens is automatic. The kicker here is that in our culture, we actually try to talk ourselves out of this fear. Yes. You meet somebody in, you know, in a parking lot and you feel not quite right, but you just say, oh, I don't want to be rude. Or you signing a contract and something doesn't feel right and you have this kind of fearful thing and you just say, well, but we've negotiated for so long, I should still sign this to your detriment. So it's important to understand that if fear arises as an instinctual thing in the moment, Mm -hmm. pay attention. This is not the kind of fear you want to be transforming. You, yeah. you need to heed that signal. That's where your, your, your instincts come in. This is a survival instinct. So do not yeah. mess with this particular thing. Yeah. Second fear comes when there is a sudden change. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are wired for homeostasis, for balance. So if your blood pressure or temperature, anything goes up and down too much, we are in trouble. It's yeah. the same thing with circumstances. We are programmed for safety and mm-hmm. rapid change signals danger. Mm-hmm. Again, pay attention. Your life is in danger. You act. If not, that's where we have an opportunity to look at this and do something different. Instinctual Mm -hmm. thing is move away. Mm -hmm. We can take a breath. When there's a moment to take a breath, we can then look at it. Okay, Mm -hmm. it's an action signal. It tells me to do something. What is it that I need to do? It points you to two things. What is it that you don't want to happen? Mm -hmm. It's a valuable signal. You need to know this. Yes. The trouble is when we start making a stories about it. Yeah. What if fear, which yes, the worst case scenario is one possibility. Mm-hmm. There's also um, infinite number of other possibilities. Yeah. So there's two things that we can do at this point is we can go to, and I think that's important to do, which most people don't do the, the worst. So I, I work a lot with cancer survivors. Mm-hmm. And number one unaddressed fear for cancer survivors fear of recurrence yeah, so fear, of, fear, fear of cancer coming back fear of recurrence mm-hmm. so I get it how, I mean exactly yeah. in your audience but I just want uh, sometimes I just uh, myself or I let you repeat it so the listeners can can really follow along okay so yeah. cancer mm-hmm. so with with that, um, what I always tell people is what is really, really important is to articulate what your specific fear is. Yeah. Because fear of recurrence is such a huge thing. But most people yeah. are not afraid of cancer coming back. Most people are afraid of what it means for a cancer to come back. What yeah. does it mean? 
I'm going to yeah. die. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going yeah. to lose money. Those mm. are much more specific fears. Right. But then we can actually create what I call a plan B, mm-hmm. the worst case scenario. It's like buying uh, life insurance. You never yeah. want to use it, but you have it. Yeah, exactly. How, if the worst were come to pass, what are you going to do about it? How mm-hmm. are you going to address this worst case scenario? Yeah. The flip side of it, once you understand what it is that you don't want, Mm-hmm. you can then look at, okay, so what's the opposite of that? What is it that I actually want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can start generating a different type of momentum. Because mm-hmm. if I don't want to die, what are the things that you can do in order to make that your reality? Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest superpower at that point is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Curiosity and fear cannot occupy the same space. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, because the thing is, I, I was talking about uh, this um, with Daniel Gomez too, you know, I know you know him uh, too well, we had a, just amazing talk about that, and uh, well, in, in, in often times we program ourselves to be on the negative path, right, so we ask ourselves, so, so sort of is a fearful question, right, um, what if this and this and this happens? Right? What if in the cancer uh, field here? What if uh, the operation, the radiation, whatever the the, the medicine doesn't uh, doesn't help? Right? So we have a fear of we're pointing those negative um, outcome in our addressing it with our with our questions, right? And mm-hmm. we would do much better if we would address it in a positive way. So what if, right, mm-hmm. everything goes right? So because then we focus on the, on, on the positive uh, effect and on emerging and developing. And on the other side, if we say, oh, what if this and that doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So in cancer uh, um, um, case here, um, we might be likely to die, so it's it's not just uh, I don't like it. It's a it's mm-hmm. a life-threatening thing, and um, but yeah, in most of the cases we ask ourselves the wrong question, so meaning a negative question, right? And yes, I absolutely we do because we have this 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 genetic programming to look for the best case scenario because that's just a survival instinct. We need to know yeah. the lion coming out from from behind the tree because yeah. we don't want to get eaten by it. And it is a very real thing. So pretending it's not there is just not going to be helpful because that fear again it is an action signal. Yeah. I don't want to die. Great. What can I do to not die? What are the things that I can do to maximize my chances of not dying? So it is the different kind of question. Moving away from, uh, say, a divorce. Um, I went last year. I went through a divorce. It was a very painful thing. It brought a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. What if I'm going to spend the rest of my life alone and broke? I mean, is this, mm-hmm. you know, is this, that was a question had, in my mind. <laughs> yeah, I had exactly the same question and the thing to do and to leave my husband, uh, who is the, the, the father of my two sons, um, 10 years ago, because it, it just didn't work out. And I got so ill at his side. And um, then I tried for three years because... Um, my, my childhood was uh, being a child of divorced parents, so I knew exactly everything from my own childhood, and I didn't want to bring my, my two sons in there. And uh, yeah, but I, I didn't do anything wrong, so um, uh, I couldn't heal the situation, right? So if, yeah. if you're going on the wrong path or cheating around or whatever, then you can um, stop it, I believe. But, I just couldn't cope with it, uh, with his manner, and, and I got so ill at, at his side, and um, that was terrible. And, that, uh, and these three years that I was trying to get along in some way and to survive, they really, uh, yeah, they brought me down um, 
physically that much that it, it was just not possible, right? And and I had to leave um, with with the, with the children. But so, it, what gave you courage to do it? How yeah, did you overcome the fear of being of being alone? You know, enough to be able to move out. Yeah, because they, I, I I only could overcome it, and well, I knew it so exactly from my own childhood, um, and and I knew it inside. I had to leave, but I this still the fear was stronger than knowing I should go live my life, and this is not my life. Uh, was then when the doctor told doctors told me. Um, if you're going on another year, and I was doing it three years already, trying to keep things uh, stable, um, you will look from down there, right? From there. That was the, yeah. will be the, the end. Yeah. So that was quite clear, and, and they thought I was really stupid to go on there, and uh, I was like, yeah, because my children are fair, and this and that. Yeah, but... Uh, it was just not risking my life and I would yeah. so Beautiful. Thank you for sharing because that is so important to understand that when fear shows up in the context of our life, again, we're not, talk, we're not going to talk about that, that life danger fear, but yeah. when fear shows up in that context, it really points towards something that's really, really important that for us that needs to happen to yeah. move us towards the authentic real life, to, yeah. to live in truth. Yeah. yeah. Anytime there is something that, that doesn't work for us, it creates stress. Mm-hmm. Stress, it's, it's, you know, we think about the stress as a, as a mental phenomenon. It's a physical phenomenon. Right. Anytime you create a stress in your system, you create a biochemical soup inside your body that affects yeah. how you think, how you yeah. feel, how you interact. And think about the butterfly effect, how yeah. you interact with your children, with your work, how effective you are, people yeah. on the road. Yeah. It, you literally, your world, the world is different yeah. because totally. of how you show up in the world. So when fear shows up, it is your subconscious, your heart, your soul, your whatever screaming at you, please, mm-hmm. I beg you, Come back to yourself. Yeah. Align with yourself. You yeah. owe it to the world. If you yeah. don't think you're worth it, if, if, if there's yeah. anything out there that you value, yeah. this is why you need to do this because the world yeah. is not going to be the same unless you show up the way you were designed to be. Right. And that's the, uh, of course, it's, a, it's not just done like that. It's a long process, uh, process right? But, well, that, that's what I figured out. It's exactly what you just related in, in brilliant words here. It's, it's yeah, to, to find ourselves or find, in my case, I, I lost myself in all that struggle and all that, all the, those circumstances. And I had to really find back to myself and then align with being authentic. Uh, first, find out what, what it would be for me, because I was not living authentic. Right. Totally yeah. not. And, um, and then align with it, and then uh, bring it into life. Right. So yeah. what my problem was, I was, I'm sort of really, very uh, supporting and helping person, right? And, uh, well, we had to accompany the, the children and when I left that, that state. And, of course, that was work, work, work all day and night, right? So, and then doing everything on my own and with the, the children there. And it was just, uh, it was, I was nearly freaking out because I, I, there was no one hour I had for me, for myself, right? So the, I, I was totally stressed and I burned out and um, that was just the, the symptom. But the, the real core issue was that I was trying to please everybody else mm-hmm. besides me, right? Yes. And yeah. so I was constantly lying to myself because I, I never considered myself and gave is really a... Uh, 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 a sign that I love myself and I put myself first. 
I was not, I, I was always at the end of the line if, if, uh, if, if it was the case. Often there was just no time for one hour for myself to relax or whatever. Yeah. And well, it, yeah, I had so many symptoms that showed up, countless, right? Yeah. So this was the real process, and that's why I came up with the topic of, of being authentic. I, I truly believe, because uh, we are we are in so much fake play, in so much roles and, and everything, right? So what uh, what other people think of us and the expectations they have, what you just uh, mentioned there. And, and we try to fit in and to please uh, the other people. And uh, that's completely like, uh, yeah, like getting kicked from ourselves, right? Yeah. And I appreciate it, or what, what you just said is that it doesn't, it sounds always easier than it really is. It mm. takes time. Yes. There is a process. There is a, a change happens in a moment. Divorce happened in a moment. That's, you sign the paper and it happened. It's factual. It's it's an event. Transition is psychological. It takes time. Yeah. There is a point of, of of grief. You kind of stay in the limbo where the old is no longer there. The new hasn't arrived yet. Mm-hmm. And inside the middle is a very messy place. Yeah. There's a lot of grieving and letting go. There is some yeah. visioning that happened. Yeah. And there's a lot of uncertainty and there's a lot of fear. And there's an amazing opportunity in that mess to just mm-hmm. say, okay, well, like a, a chrysalis and a butterfly. Before the caterpillar could turn into a, a butterfly, it has yeah. to turn into muck. Right. It's the muck space that has these, these, these intelligent cells that will inform this muck how to become a butterfly. Right. So, and there is a process, there is a system to it. There is a beautiful, elegant way that we can navigate transitions without skipping any particular step along the way. Yeah. So this is something I also teach people is that um, you know, there is a, there is a moment in which you letting go and it's important to let go and it's important to grieve. You can't just mm-hmm. jump from loss to, Oh, I'm going to live a great life tomorrow or mm-hmm. acknowledge that the, the fear comes up. And again, fear yeah. shows me what are my blind spots? Where do I need to pay attention to? Yeah. But also informs what I want. Yeah. And then you can ask yourself, why do I want it? What are the mm-hmm. values behind it? Mm-hmm. What are the rules, to your point, what are the rules that I have around being able to experience it? For right. example, I was talking to a, a client of mine who just said, also divorced, and she was saying, um, well, I, I don't know where I'm going to get love from now. I'm just going to die. I have no love in my life. So we asked, what are the rules that you have? What must happen in your life for you to experience love? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, I have to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not a very good rule because it's completely out of your control at this point. So yeah. are you going to tell me that you are actually going to limit the ability to experience love because you have the rule that the only way you can get it is to be in a relationship? Yeah, and you're needy and you're needy and you're, in the, uh, you're dependent, right? Exactly. On the other person. So how else can you experience love? So we came up with like, I think a list of 50 things that you could do Mm -hmm. from smiling to someone, to, to opening a door, to seeing a sunset, to dancing in Mm -hmm. her apartment, to so many different things that she could turn this love on herself, get it from herself and be able to experience anytime you want. Yeah. So again, it's the fear of not having love that pointed her towards what she was really yearning for. And the curiosity helped her get creative mm-hmm. in finding out how can I actually live that which I want right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so so great you bring that up because that I think that uh, that's really an uh, underlining fear. So I came up um, with with really the feeling that showed up in my life and what I'm talking about is to honor the struggle, right? Because everybody, uh, life is, is not always on the bright side, right? We have mm-hmm. always struggling times in between. And some people, they have done for a very long time. But the struggle is, um, what I learned is we need to have bad times to even be more grateful for the bright times, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what I learned. It's not just the bright side and hopefully not just the bad side, but it's, it's 
yeah, it's day and night, it's up and down, it's everything is on the opposite, it's just a, a universal law, right? So the avatar animal for my company is a tiger, and I have it everywhere on, on the top there, because it shows the bright side and the dark side, mm. right? So there's always a side in, on the other side, which is just not in the light, right? So uh, when mm -hmm. we come daylight here, it's night over in the States. It's just like that, right? So um, that's, uh, that's how I came to it. And uh, I learned that really the hard way to, uh, to embrace the bad times and the struggles, right? Because that's beautiful, yeah. Authentic means, does, for me, it does mean to to be the whole, to be to be one, right? Yes. That's not just the positive things I have, and not just the negatives, but it's all of that. So, like a, like a mom hugging her baby, right? So yeah. we should take all parts and aspects of ourselves and embrace everything, and this means honor the struggle and. Um, to, to become whole, right? And once we show up whole, then we, we are authentic, right? But before, we are always playing roles and to show up in, in, with different masks and faces because we don't want to show our fear or, or whatever, right? Yes, it's all the rules that, that we have been taught of how we need to be. And I think it's so beautiful that you're bringing it up. It is so important because I really feel that, that the core of human suffering is that we reject the dark side. We reject the shadow. Yeah. We reject this, the, the, the part that is actually inherent in what it is that we want. We want yeah. the good stuff, but we want to reject the bad stuff. And it's in everything, every little thing, not just big things, not just mm -hmm. if you want to love in your life, if you have a child, mm -hmm. you love this child. It's the biggest thing you've, you've ever done. And mm -hmm. they can be annoying and smelly and messy and, and break your heart three times a day, every day. Mm -hmm. Would you ever give that up? Never. It yeah. comes with the territory. If you want to make an amazing meal, you still have to shop, pay for food, clean up the dishes afterwards. There is, there's an inherent pain and struggle that's associated yeah. with the things we want. Yeah. So we cannot have the amazing, rich, inspired life, people, relationships, job, careers, unless we are willing to pay the price to have them. Yeah. When we can accept this, Mm -hmm. it, there, is, there is no resistance to what is. We simply right. use this as, right. yeah, if I want this, I will have to do this as well. So yeah. there is a price to pay for everything we have. So right. totally. what is it that I, I'm going so I'm going to struggle anyway. Might as mm -hmm. well struggle on a service of what I want. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So for me, this means really to embrace the shadows, right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, this is uh, this is a step to to really become uh, become authentic and live in oneness, right? Because freedom. Otherwise, we are always fighting against ourselves, right? And there's an amazing freedom in that because if I have the courage to show up, I am going to lose people. There's go there's always going to be somebody who's going to hate me, no matter what I am. I lost a lot, but I'm grateful for it because it yes. was, it was not. Uh, it was needed before. It was really urgent. So, so just and and uh, I was I had the problem. I never learned to say no, yeah. and uh, I was very uncomfortable with it. And I have the uh, well, it's a strength and it's a ability. But on the other side, it it totally blocked me. Um, I can feel other people's. Uh, emotions and feelings right so mm. whenever I tuned in there and I, I for myself would say no this is not okay for me and I felt the other person if I come up with this no their yeah. disappointment and their sadness and whatever and then I made up my mind oh, well then I will do it I, so I didn't come over with the no I should have said for protecting myself, right? So I ended up in doing and doing and doing and doing. 
And that, of course, was completely crazy and, and undoable. So um, it was sort of, um, yeah, then I was rejecting the empathy part, the really mm. big, 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 strong part in, in, in yeah, inside. And um, because I said, uh, I would say no, but the empathy part is there, there. Oh, and it, this always kicked in and made me so afraid of the other person, what they're going to experience to feel if I say no, I cannot understand, I cannot support or whatever it was. And, and I didn't say it. And that, of course, cost my illness, right? Because yeah. it was just crazy what, what I was doing. And, uh, and I had to change and transform myself over and over and over and um, to being authentic today and to, to, to yeah, to, to, to get off all this judging and determined things and, and having expectations of what's going on. I, I, I just stopped. All that, but it was a process, right? Yes, absolutely. The, the 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 metaphor that comes always into my mind is if you have a sculpture in the middle of the room and you have ten people looking at it from different angles, and then you ask them about the sculpture, every person will tell you something different. Mm-hmm. Oh, I this is the be- most beautiful sculpture I've ever seen. Oh, I hate this. I don't like this kind of yeah. art. Does it ever tell you anything about the sculpture? No. What no, you learn is their point of view. Exactly. Mm. So I this was one of the most transformational ahas for me when I realized that how people react to me has nothing to do with me. Yeah. It has to do with their preference. Yeah. So I might as well be myself and let people self-select to be in my life because they yeah. want this. They want me. They want what I mm. represent. And everybody else needs to find their own sculptures. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be everything for everybody. This was one of the most liberating perspective shifts that I've ever had. Right, me too. Because mm-hmm. somebody's always going to judge me. Great, I'm just not your cup of tea. Thank you for telling me. I yeah. celebrate rejection. Yeah. In my process of dating and, and meeting people after divorce, I actually went out there with the mindset, I celebrate rejection. Because if you say no to me, that means I'm just not your sculpture. I need to find someone who will appreciate this art. Yeah. And that just there's nice. so much freedom and beauty in that. Yeah, just love the, the, the metaphor with the, with the sculpture. Well, everybody has his own point of view due to experiences and whatever in life we, uh, we, we went through, right? And that's how we look at things. Because the sculpture is still the same, right? But ten exactly. people have uh, different thoughts and uh, impressions on it. So it's it, it's nothing about the sculpture, right? It's, it's yeah. just about the, the expectations and feelings and the, the past which uh, interferes when people look at it. So that's that's what I'm pointing out, right? It's exactly that. No matter what you're doing or how you're behaving, there will be people that will like you or others that won't, right? Then why do you so think we try so to, many to yeah. to, to, to please others just to be loved? Yes, everybody of us wants to be loved. It's one of the, 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 the greatest dreams and wishes uh, we have. But if we turn... To be somebody else, just to be loved, we are on the completely wrong path because we are not with us anymore, right? Well, I also have a theory. I have a theory that when we are not in line, when we are not honest, 90, I don't know, some crazy 95% of communication is nonverbal. So it's not what you say, but what comes out of you. And I think as human beings, we are terrific at picking it up. So when we are in relation to other people, circumstances that we are not authentic, on some instinctive level, the other people know this. And there is a stress and there's a mistrust. And that's where things kind of fall apart. And then we collect evidence. Yes, see, people don't like me. Mm -hmm. Try something different for a change. Be the light and let the moths come to you. 
be right. the brightest and right. the, the most authentic you and let right. people come to you that will resonate and they will see and feel right. and perceive the authenticity that comes from you and they will trust you they will feel safe with you they will want to be in your orbit right. because you are you and there is no stress right. and there's no weirdness that's perceived right. on any level right so uh so uh, so glad you bring that up because in, in in on the first side you think well I didn't lie to them I I, I did do everything right but mm -hmm. you're constantly lying to yourself right mm -hmm. yeah. if you just want to do things to to please other people you're 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 totally self sabotaging yourself and this self sabotage afterwards in the next step shows up. In your behavior, right? And and yeah, other people just they don't, maybe don't know what's going on, but they can sense there is an unhonesty in in there somewhere. That's just mm -hmm. what, what you explained, right? So yeah, yeah I uh, well, I had to to cope with uh, with not being honest or experience. Um, Not, uh, not honestly. Since um, my early childhood, in uh, well, <laughs> exactly in my childhood, um, with with uh, with um, a parent, and um, yeah, that led me to to really have honesty as my highest value. Right? Mm -hmm. That just yeah. comes because there was not yeah. right. So um, what 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 I learned is is well um, we we need to stop these playing playing these rules and varying that yeah. right I yeah. can I did the work for for myself for for the twenty of years now and um, and I got the calling to 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 bring this uh, to fruition for others. Uh, mm -hmm. So right, that's why I'm doing here what I'm doing. Um, but it's 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 a process, right? It's not like you can. Yes. Uh, I'm honest. I'm uh, I'm authentic. No, it it just doesn't work like that, right? So yeah. So so find out what what we are all about, and and the big part is uh, are the core values. That's what I yes. believe. So my, my suggestion to the audience would be to start practicing and strengthening the muscle of impeccable words in a very, very small way. So it could be, I think in our culture, and we all do, I do this too. I, I, I catch myself all the time. The little white lies. Somebody says, oh, how are you doing? I'm great. Well, I'm not great. I'm tired. I'm cranky. You know, my teenager just you know had a blowout with him whatever that may be I'm not great by just saying it mindlessly I've just told a lie so can we practice those little things where where just even in these not charged not big it's not life-changing but start practicing habitual impeccability of a word that mm -hmm. whatever I say it's the truth Mm -hmm. And when a fear shows up, even if it's a little uncomfortable, I'm afraid of, I don't know, I need to drive to a new place and I'm afraid about it. Mm -hmm. It's an action signal. I may get lost. I may be late. I may be, yeah. some, what is it pointing you to? What can you then do to handle that fear, point you to what you want? You want to not, don't want to be lost. You don't want to be late. Right. What can you do towards that? Start practicing decoding your emotions, decoding, because you can do it with every emotion, but mm -hmm. especially when we're talking mm -hmm. about fear, start yeah. decoding your fear and start practicing impeccable word and see where you, you, you will gather the momentum because it's going to feel good. It's going to feel good to tell the truth. And you're going to start building on it and then you will find in yourself courage to say the truth in the bigger things, a little bit more important things. And you feel that sky is not falling and the world is not ending. Right. You can keep going. So yeah. start small. You wouldn't go to the gym and start 15, you know, lifting 50 pound weight right away. Yeah. Start with one pound. Step by step. Yeah. That's so wonderful. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's the, the real the core foundation 
um, when you just uh, start sometimes that's just your idea uh, a phrase mm -hmm. down that's right um, start uh, decoding uh, the clear and tell the truth that I think is really essential so um, and that mustn't um, mustn't that's there's nothing man bad with it right so um there doesn't have to be aggression or whatever i i'm just quiet and silent and in my serenity and uh um, if you ask me something i didn't it, it doesn't feel good for me as an authentic person i just say um, thanks for calling or thanks for asking um i'm sorry it's it's not authentic for me. That's what I tell people today, mm -hmm. right? But it was yeah. a process to come there. And so really I acknowledge my feelings and uh, and I just tune into it, right? Uh, whatever comes up, um, I'm acting on that, right? Doesn't need to be bad with the person asking me for something, no. But I'm just not reacting and acting on other people's agenda uh, like I, <laughs> I did uh, former times. But I'm just um, checking for myself what, what's working here and what's not. And I just do more of that what's working and what I love, like the interview or whatever. I just love that. But I totally don't like the technical part, right? That's why yeah. it's in there. It's, it's just not for me. Taxes and math and technical things. It's just not, I'm not born for that, right? So, and I think we, we, we become better and better and more relaxed once we step into our greatness and do what's just easy for us, what just feels up-leveling for us, right? Absolutely, and I think and it's also yeah. else do the yes. other work, right? So my taxes, I just yeah, I have to pay for it to, to get it done, right? And mm -hmm. I did study economics, so I could all uh, do all the, the things by my own. I just don't want it because it gets me sick, right? <laughs> all the technical stuff there, and the, we just had the campaign for the large and the funnel. Oh my goodness, it's so crazy. It, really? it, it's terrible for my opinion. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't don't want to deal with it because if I do, I I, I just I, I, I feel it sucks out my energy, right? So And you know, there's probably somebody some uh, out there that just absolutely loves it and that's their thing. So you try to do it yourself, you actually take away that from them. Right, and, and it's he, a service. Is, he is studying. Uh, he's studying that, right? And he's uh -huh. he's freak into it, right? And and uh, of course, I have to pay him. Yeah, sure. But um, the more we come into play of what is great for us, right? So uh, we know each other personally. We could uh, say that here from we've been in Tampa, but. Um, so many and still the most people I would I would even say they don't behave authentic, right? So they they keep on going the the the, the, the job then in the evening they think, oh my god, I'm gonna have the 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 weekend and the holiday and then retirement. Yeah, and then life is over. Yeah. And you even didn't realize, right? Doing yes. a job just for money and 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 I killing yourself by that? Oh my gosh! I yes. had I I had the the, the death experience. I was never 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 do that again. That's why I'm not dealing with the work. I, I, I get sick. No, yeah, not for Absolutely. me. There is a great book that I read a while ago by Vishan Lekhiani. He's the founder of the Mind Valley I Institute. I love him. I'm in his uh, the, yeah. the code of the extraordinary yeah. mind. It's and great. he's big on talking about rules, the yeah. bullshit rules that society puts upon us of how we need to right. be, how we need to behave, what kind of careers we need to do. 
And the antidote to it, again, is curiosity. Start yeah. questioning the rules. Why am I yeah. doing this? Am I doing it yeah. because I want to, because I think I should, because somebody told me to? Mm-hmm. Who made up the rules and when? Who decided mm-hmm. that that's the right thing for me to do? And I then is smarter than I am. Yeah. And I thought that was, that was really brilliant, is to really yeah. question what's going on in your life. If something doesn't fit, just look at yeah. it. I'm not saying reject it. Get curious yeah. about it. Right. So great. So great. You bring that up. I love him because I'm uh, what I follow him, him approximately 10 years, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, a great work. I, I, I saw his uh, transformation up, up to, uh, until today. And he's really, uh, he's great. The, the whole uh, university he built up there. He's, he's amazing. And um, I think really, and that's the, the, the key point here because we have to wrap up. I have another interview. We're mm-hmm. already talking for one hour and it just went. I, just, I don't know where it went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the key is really to do uh, more of what we feel just great and empowered and to do less and even stop it was not feeling good and, and outsource uh, the things we, we are not good at and we don't uh, feel good at we got from that. That's really key. And to, to, to get to know not other persons, but uh, yeah, at first time ourselves, right? Absolutely. And, and, and this means to, um, um, yeah, to, to, totally not distract and running out and, and going out and, and whatever, right? Because the wisdom comes in silence. Yes, That's and it's a I service. Think. And it's right? a service. To be yourself, to be your authentic self is a service to the world because people need you, but they need to be able to find you. And yeah. to be able to find you for what they need from you, you need to be yourself. So right. this is not a selfish pursuit. It's actually a pursuit in, in generosity and love to be the way you are so that you can attract the people who need to be in your space. You are so wonderful. So one of the things that I do, what I do, is just explain. I had the, yeah, well, the transformation towards uh, it uh, in my own uh, life. And, and the other thing why I'm doing the podcast here is just mm-hmm. to bring up such amazing uh, uh, people like you, Anya. Um, Thank you. To, to, to get even more visible for others who need them, right? Thank you. That's, that's a really wonderful thing you're doing. And, and, and the thing is, uh, yeah, if we don't show up and, and become more visible, then nobody can find us. Exactly. And it's not a bad uh, thing to do for, for ourselves, but also for the people who just need you, right? Exactly. Yes. And, and that's why I said, well, I, I can make such a big impact here. And, 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 and I, I'm, a, I'm the born coordinator. I'm, 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 uh, yeah, I just love people and I can easily uh, talk and everything with people and sometimes not in, in the right grammar because I'm still German but uh, that might be funny for some some listeners and uh, so I'm good for a laugh here but um, that's just my specialty right? That's, yes, that's, that's what I'm doing here so to, to bring all these people together and, 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 and everything so I just started out and booked out till mid of September, which uh-huh. and first intendedly I wanted to air once a week. So then I have all the bookings and they went till January and the <laughs> okay. next year, 2021. So uh-huh. I said, Oh my gosh, that is it. How could I tell you being a speaker today in the in um, in April to be airing with the episode in January. That's six months. Yeah. You know? Because, of course, you want to be not too far away on the spot, right? 
That's right. why we're doing it. And 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 I want the listeners to to to, to see you in, in in the episode and everything. So I said, okay, that's a luxury problem I have to have too many speakers who wanna speak. Um, because most of the podcasters they they yeah. They but it also speaks to the but it also speaks to the rich richness of the offering. Like there's so many people who are there and helping to sort of elevate the entire community. They elevate the entire consciousness of, of our surroundings. So for you to facilitate that is really an amazing work. So thank you for that. Yeah. You're so welcome. That's, that's really my, what I feel in, 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 in my heart. Uh, that's, that's what I uh, want to give and need to give. And when I, Feel good, right? So then I changed to airing twice, uh-huh. and um, because yeah, it was just crazy um, to to have your episode <laughs> next year, right? <laughs> yeah. But well, and um, I, I think we run on this system now, and I intended to do solo interviews, which is just me teaching on whatever subject on camera, uh huh. And they are not even planned inside, right? Because wow, this is okay. another episode. Uh-huh. I don't interact with you being in an yeah. interview, but uh, sharing my wisdom and my uh, program and everything myself. So I even I just did doing the interviews just now and. So I just I just actually finished a program on uh, on fear and my that's what what keeps coming back to me is like I need to do the uh, a a podcast I really need to continue this conversation beyond just a program or you know yeah. one on one coaching I need to continue this conversation so I'm actually kind of inspired listening to you right now is perhaps starting my own channel with that particular subject matter of change transition and fear. Yeah. Uh, to to kind of like you spread the world and and get it out yeah. there so yeah I, I really think i i had the uh, the calling i had the idea to do it and i'm well i'm doing it now but uh-huh. it, uh, it it's completely different than being on somebody else's uh, podcast right and i'm sure and have, yeah. a, have a talk to do all the things on your own because of all the technical stuff there and it's quite a bit at the, at the beginning, right? So, to mm-hmm. on, I we just uh, got uh, up on iTunes because they take one week to verify and check everything and but all the rules they have you need to follow. And it's a big thing with Apple. But uh, just today we got uh, they, they they put it online. Yeah, because I was looking for it. Uh, that was congratulations. I was looking for it yesterday. I, I found your podcast on your website, but I was just looking for it yesterday for on iTunes. Right. No, they, they approved it this uh, morning. And they, they Wonderful. Congratulations. I will, uh, I will send you the, the link later on if you want. Great. So Wonderful. Spotify and, um, and Stitcher was on uh, the day before yesterday already. They just went like that. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe two or three days, but not that long that Apple did. And iTunes was uh, was uploaded this morning. So it's That's a wonderful. big thing. The episodes and everything have to be uh, uploaded mm-hmm. there. And, well, they took a little time. And I was like, with my technical uh, assistant this morning, I said, ah, I, I want to call there. I want to know. And, and he said, <laughs> no, it's just following you. We did everything. I pretend everything. I asked everything and whatever. I made him uh-huh. with all the stuff there. Because um, we have a platform we, we pay for. This is uh, LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is the platform to transfer all the episodes and the content onto the directory. So we okay. do bring it into LinkedIn in our account. And listen, spread it to iTunes, to uh, Spotify, oh. to Stitcher, and uh, to, um, unfortunately, we don't have Google Podcasts here in Germany. I, mm-hmm. I, I would love to have, have my, uh, my show on there, but in Germany, they don't have 
you will have everything here and Google is everywhere, but we don't have them Google podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Google made somebody mad in Germany. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but um, well, we have this uh, this accounting company to spread it for us, right? So that's wonderful. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Well, thanks. yeah. And thanks so much uh, for being. Thank you for Anya. Thank I, you so I, much. I really appreciate it. So much, uh, appreciate it, and I will put all the details in the show notes. And, uh, well, I sent you a mail with the link afterwards. Wonderful. And, uh, great for being here. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. Big hug. Hello, Fly Nation. I hope you got new inspiration to seek help and surrender to love no matter what situation you're in. Hopefully, you could take away that you have so much influence yourself on your healing by transforming yourself just like we did. It's possible to become authentic and live in freedom. And finally, come to a sense of peace and to embrace life joyfully. All experts and myself are happy to assist and support you. Just reach out to us. And be sure to Tune in next Thursday when Christina Marlet and I talk about courageous self-care. Remember Fly Nation, break free and fly. Talk to you on Thursday. Bye.